Hello, welcome back to Track and Mud. My name is Kyle, and this is a podcast keeping up in real time as I navigate starting my first business, City Mud Pottery Studio in Denver, Colorado, alongside my partner, Emily. However, I'm not with Emily today. In fact, I am not with anyone today. I am recording alone, and the reason I'm recording alone is because I recorded a podcast with Jasper, and there was a slew of audio issues and just a couple other things that just didn't really make it feel like a complete podcast and I wanted to make sure that you guys got a good uh product and the full you know update and experience and so I decided to just do it again because this was all on me and I I needed to make it right so I'm just going to record it and give you guys everything you need to know uh right now um Boy, are there a lot of updates for you guys. Holy cow. So first things first, uh, a lot of you guys probably would have seen this by the time this podcast has come out, but Emily and I got featured in a really awesome article about the Denver pottery scene in Westward, which is a major publication out here in Denver. Uh, And it's just a big deal for us to be getting that kind of exposure and we're in newsstands all over Denver. And um, it it seemed as though we were a last minute add on to this article. And the person who interviewed us or whoever, I don't know who does this stuff, but whoever made the layout of the article chose the big picture representing the article to be a picture of Emily and I with little captions saying, uh, founders of one of the new pottery studios city mud so um huge shout out to westward that was really cool um and the one thing i so mega regret from that interview is that they asked us what our prices were which i don't regret telling them our prices but i cannot believe we didn't say but we are offering them at a discounted rate in our kickstarter and i'm just kicking myself for that um, for not thinking to say that, cause that would have been a perfect time to plug our Kickstarter, but you know, thus is life. Uh, okay. I'm just going to dive right into some of these updates. There's, there have been a lot of curveballs and wrenches thrown in our lives and plan for the studio recently. Um, and that kind of started with a meeting with an electrician at the Osage Street space, which is now our single focus, this one space. We kind of stopped exploring other options. We're really just focused on securing this space and making sure everything's going to be good with it. And um, so it's it's the one you guys have heard a lot about, cheap rent. We have to do all the renovations ourselves. Really cool spot. We love it. So... We went to meet with an electrician who was recommended to us by the people we bought the kilns from. He's like their electrician for their kilns and stuff. So um, we knew that was that's a very good reference. And we got a quote on some of the electrical stuff. And for a little reminder, this space has 100 amp servicing, which is just not nearly enough for two kilns. So we're going to have to pay out of pocket um, a good chunk of change to upgrade the electrical servicing on this building. So we got a quote from another electrician that we didn't know um, that we did not like (laughs) on that space. And um, so we 
then then we got this guy's contact and we brought him in and um one of the first things well actually before we even got there we got a call from him and he was like i'm at the address and he he said the address to us he goes is this the right address i said yeah and he goes well i'm here and there are people here and they have no idea what i'm talking about and we were a minute or two away and we were like oh god okay this is it's, you know i think it was an 8 a.m meeting and we we're like this good day is already already starting out hot and um we get there and to our surprise it is the owners of the building who we have been trying to get in touch with for weeks and so that was actually a very pleasant surprise it's a middle-aged man and woman they're business partners and uh they bought the building in january and um they were very very nice very excited to meet us it was a great introduction except for the fact that we immediately started walking into the space and they were like yeah we're so excited and uh we're gonna convert the other half of the space to a residential unit like a two-bedroom we we're like cool and we're walking through our half of the space or what we hope to be our half of the space and they're going yeah so while we're renovating we're gonna use this room for storage we're gonna do some stuff in here and we were like this is our half of the space uh i don't know if you guys got that mixed up but it's like laid out on the floor plan on the square footage we asked for and immediately uh some confusion and i guess they had a lot of problems with their realtor who they ended up dropping and um even though he still represents them because realtors make you sign stuff that says you can't really drop them they just kind of stopped using him um apparently for things like this where he was not a very good communicator and um so anyways i'm pretty sure that that is all sorted out and fine now and we're gonna get the part of the space that we asked for but um we didn't know that at the time and we were a little bit it was unsettling for a way to start the day and then they kind of ran off but the big thing was that we got their uh contact information which we had been really looking for so we could just directly contact them about some of these things we've been wanting to know about and um, so then we're walking through the space with the electrician. We go right up to the electrical panel and he takes out a, uh, voltage gauge. I don't know what you'd call it. And he says, need to test the voltage. You just never know in these buildings. They're always wrong. The old buildings, especially. And, uh, he sticks it up to the thing and immediately goes, yep, uh, this is wrong. It's a 208 volt building and everything in the building's labeled 240 volt. And he's like, nope. It's a uh, 208 volt, so anything that you were planning on being 240 volt, I'd start backtracking on that, and we're like, God damn it, because we have already bought two 240 volt kilns, so um, very bad news to start this electrician visit, and um, we kind of just have to keep pushing forward with the rest of this conversation that we're having and just uh, try and not freak out about the fact that we need to do some major uh i don't even know what major changes on our kiln orders or f change out our kilns and all that and um we keep going through the space with the electrician and the one of the better things that came out of that visit was that we figured out that our half of the building and the other half of the building are on uh different electrical panels or different electrical servicings whatever i don't know the right terminology for this stuff but uh essentially they're they're split electrically so 
we don't have to worry about like divvying up who's using the energy and you know how much we need total for the building, which was kind of a point of contention um, on the letter of intent. So that at least straightened out one thing. And um, and I'm trying to remember the rest of that visit. This is now a little while ago, so it's not as fresh. But those were the two definitely main things that we got out of that. And we had a security guy come by at that same, like a half hour later to give us a quote on the security stuff. Um, and I'm actually going to meet with him this week to do a demo on it, but I think we've got our security locked down, which was good. Um, that's just one less thing to kind of worry about. So I think we've figured out who we're going to go through for our, uh, remote access stuff for members to come in and out of the building. Um, so Emily and I, oh, oh the one other great thing about meeting the owners was that they gave us permission. They gave us the uh, access to the lockbox, so we can come in whenever we want, which was huge because we've been really wanting to get in there to film stuff for our Kickstarter video. So, and just to, you know, when we need to go there to check on something to kind of, as we're planning everything out and I don't know, it's just a big deal for us to get in there. And um, that's pretty rare because Owners don't typically let people in until they've signed a lease just because of a liability uh, issue. So, yeah, that was um, that was another really good thing that came out of that visit. So, now the meeting's over and we're like, oh shit, uh, we have two 40-volt kilns. This is a 208 building. The electrician at that time assured us that the building, even if we upgraded the amperage of the building, would not switch to 240 volt. And um, so basically, we're now trying to figure out, like, there, there we had been told that you can switch out the, um, some of the, like, electrical wiring some of the parts of the kiln because we already have one of the kilns that's a 240 volt kiln but if we need it to be 208 we can just get the parts swap them out and have that kiln um in 208 and so we're like okay we need to talk to stone leaf pottery the people who sold us these kilns and figure out where our other kiln is at which should be shipping out soon because maybe we can switch it to a 208 and then also figure out how to switch our current one to a 208. So we contact them and they're like, oh, actually, uh, Scut, the company we bought kilns from, says that they're having trouble sourcing a part and they have no estimated delivery date for any of those kilns that you ordered. Uh, and it could be who knows how long. No absolute no timeline on that which we ordered this kiln in march and it wasn't until we asked that we found out that this kiln was not showing up which we had been told when we ordered in march we could expect it around july so that was frustrating to hear without a doubt um and and then we also needed to figure out the switching our current kiln and then uh as we're figuring all this out, we're talking to the electrician about what we saw and the quotes. And he's a really nice guy. He's very communicative, which I appreciate. And, um, 
he said, actually, since it's in a uh, residential area and the building is part residential, he thinks that the building should actually be 240 volt. And he thinks that Excel Energy might switch it to 240 volt for free. So obviously, if we can do that, we want to do that because we already have a 240 volt kiln. That's the best case scenario is that we can make this building a 240 volt building. And um, that is the problem is that he reaches out to Excel Energy and we're just on a list and we're not going to hear back from them until they get to us on the list. And he thought it was going to be really quick, but it's been a week and we still haven't heard anything, um, I guess over a week. And so now we're in this conundrum where, uh, oh, God, there's so much going on with this kiln situation. So on one hand, we've got the voltage issue. On the other hand, we've got the fact that our kiln that we ordered is never going to show up. Now, this is a, a 1227 Scut production kiln, fires to cone 10. What Scut does have right now that doesn't have an issue with sourcing parts is the one that we already have, which is the Scut 1227 low fire kiln, which fires to cone 8, which is all we need. And it's actually cheaper and more efficient. It takes up less energy. So... Overall, not a terrible option. We just like to have a production kiln because we would like to have that option to have a more powerful kiln. So, um, we have an option to order this other kiln, but we can't order the kiln because we don't know whether to order a 208 or a 240 volt kiln. So we need to wait on Excel. But we also can't wait too long because we need to get this kiln order in because it's going to be at least a couple months if we order now to get the kiln. So... We're in this pickle where it's like we don't want to jump the gun on the order, but we also don't want to um, like wait too long that we're not going to have a kiln until after we open. So we're still kind of battling that. There is an option to order another type of kiln to a cone art kiln that we could get fires to cone 10. We're just waiting on the lead time for that. So it's a few options. It's just a whole mess of figuring out the kiln situation right now. And, uh, it has been very stressful and, um, yeah, I don't even know. Oh, and then another thing to add to that is that, um, if you switch a 240 single phase kiln to a 208 single phase kiln, it, loses some of its power and it can only fire to cone five which is still acceptable but and that's apparently what stone leaf pottery uses when they fire is a single phase 208 kiln that fires to cone five but it's not ideal um not to mention if we ever moved to a 208 building i mean god damn it there's a lot of play here and it's hard to keep track of it all but it's a whole freaking kiln mess and um it's been a it's been stressful um, we got a quote on the electrical to upgrade the servicing and to get all the kilns hooked up. And I think he kind of overestimated what we might need on a couple things. Um, the quote was high. It was $7,200. And I have a phone call with him tomorrow morning to run through it all. And maybe we can bring that number down a little bit, but, um, it's tough. And, uh, and a lot of this stuff that's come up recently has had us thinking about what we do and do not want to spend money on in this building. Now, the mindset here is that in this building, 
the rent is very cheap. We're going to be saving tens of thousands of dollars a year by being in this building and not the other places we've been looking at. So we can spend that money to make it what we want and still save money over the course of our lease. The crux is that all that money that we're saving that are all that money that we're spending um, to get the space up to what we'd like it to be is all up front before we've opened, which is when we're going to have no money and no revenue. So that's tricky. Um, and it makes us really think about what we can and cannot spend money on. So, uh, and, th- and that probably, uh, that leads me to a, another point that I should probably make, which is, we called the owner after that day and asked him about, well, one of the owners, and asked him about uh, what his intentions were with the space because we had heard some of this rumors of it getting knocked down and stuff like that. And um, he said that they are planning to knock it down and make it a condo, which fucking, of course they are. That's so lame, but... It is what it is. That's why they bought it. And uh, he said if everything went perfectly, it would take three years. And otherwise, um, it could take much longer. And he said, you know, if it does take longer, they obviously want people in there for as long as possible before. like They want to be making money on this thing all the way up until they knock it down. So they obviously have a motive to keep us in there. Um, And... Part of the way that I'm personally thinking about it, and I think Emily is too, is that who knows what's going to happen. I mean, first of all, for this stuff to work with permitting and everything to happen perfectly right on time almost never happens. And on top of that, um, a lot of things can change exterior to just government systems, more so like the economy or things in their personal lives, just all types of things happen in that that time span and that could slow down the timeline or just prevent this from ever happening at all so we can't really lose any sleep over that but it does make us think about if we are potentially out of here in three years with no right to renew or stay on our lease uh how much do we want to invest in the building on non-retainable investments you know and we were thinking about buying a big glass garage door because we wanted more natural light in there and you know, that would be over $10,000 to make that happen. And it's like, well, maybe we don't need a garage door. Like, we we don't literally need a garage door. It'd be really nice for the aesthetic. And, you know, I do think that stuff's important. And we both think that stuff's important. But it's not critical. And I think we need to start thinking a little bit more critically with our pockets um, as far as what we can and can't afford. And, you know, if we decide we want to make those investments once we can afford them, then we will. Um, and one thing that was nice, uh, about that garage door thing specifically is that, uh, since then Emily and I have been in the space and we noticed that the, there were two windows on the North facing wall that had been bricked in. And that's because we also found out from the owner that the previous resident was a security company and they had a bunch of uh, really expensive technology 
just a really expensive like hardware and equipment and stuff in there and they really didn't want to get robbed so they made the building like as inconspicuous as possible and they painted the inside weird colors and they bricked over the the windows and just weird stuff and um and so that's why it explains so much about this building and uh we found these two bricked in windows that we can totally punch out and not cause any structural damage and have more light coming in and then maybe if we want uh we'll put some windows in the big red barn doors that we were gonna just rip out to put in the garage door so uh you know we're just trying to think maybe with a little bit more of a tight budget, especially now that we're seeing how much we're going to spend in just electrical. And that's just the electrical upgrading and the kiln wiring, but not electrical lighting and, you know, plumbing stuff. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of stuff we have to spend money on and all the, all the costs of the renovation, which we're going to do a lot of ourselves, but of course there are going to be costs there. And, um, I redid our balance sheet of our expenses and I had a little bit of a, it ruined my day a little bit. If I'm being honest, it was pretty tough. I was like, Oh my God, we need this Kickstarter to be successful. Pretty bad. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, it's just been really tricky to, uh, navigate some of the stresses of all this right now just looking at uh just so many moments of like is this the right thing is this the right space like god damn it what if we just found a space that had a 200 amp servicing that we didn't have to spend seven thousand dollars to make it work things like that in a building that wasn't going to get knocked down but like this really is i mean you guys have heard the trials and tribulations so far and i do still think this is the best option but um you know, nothing ever goes as planned and, uh, you got to know when to roll with the punches and you got to know when to change course. But I think in this case, we've just got to, uh, roll with the punches and maybe duck and dodge a few. So that's, what's going on with the space. We got in there and, and filmed a cool little walking tour of the, uh, studio and, and, a little bit of what our plans are going to be with it and stuff that we're going to include in the Kickstarter video and we're just grinding. And by we, I really mean Emily is grinding to get everything ready for the Kickstarter um, so that we can launch it as soon as possible when we have a lease. And we are being told that a lease is being drafted right now. So I hope we get one this week. I hope we hear from Excel Energy this week. There's just so much up in the air and hopefully it all lands where we want it to um beyond that i'd say uh we we had an awesome meeting with a potential teacher who uh we're not going to hire right now but is potentially interested in working with us down the road it was a recommendation from a friend who's taken several of his classes and she loves him and we loved him too just a really um kind and smart uh and seemingly really talented potter who has a master's in ceramics and um teaches at the uh art students league of denver i think i said that right it's all those words in some order i think i got it right and uh 
it was just kind of an introductory coffee meeting where we just found out more about him. He found out about us and uh, gave us some advice and just told us some tales of teaching. And one of the interesting things that he brought up was that setting expectations for uh, students because people just come in expecting that they're going to get it right away and think that it pottery looks a lot easier than it is and you think i'm good at working with my hands and i'm good at figuring things out and i might not get a first try but i'll get it pretty quick and um that is not what happens most of the time almost always and he said he's had people walk out of a class 30 minutes in to a three-hour class on week one of a six-week course and just walk out of $300 and never come back because they're so frustrated. You've seen people on the verge of tears and just people who just really didn't expect this to be something they struggled with. So he talked about setting that expectation of don't think that you're going to come out of this with some beautiful pottery. This is to learn the basics so that you can build your way up to being able to make pottery, but you're not necessarily going to make something that you're proud of in this course. It takes six weeks just to get to that point, typically. So um, that was just an, an interesting tidbit. And I guess kind of still on the topic of teachers, the friend that I talked about in the last episode of Emily's, who uh, was potentially interested in coming and helping us get the studio started up and um, teach classes, whatever. Uh, she talked with him, and that went really well. We haven't nailed anything down yet because we don't have the lease, but there's a potential that him and his girlfriend would move to Denver for an indefinite amount of time, probably uh, one to two months and move into my apartment. I'd move in with Emily and the housing would be part of their compensation. And, um, and then we'd pay him some and uh, he'd work for us and help us get the studio off the ground. And that would just be a huge deal as a, confidence boost and just a massive wealth of knowledge for us to learn from and uh i really really hope we can make that happen because i think it would uh have a ripple effect on the whole future of our business to start out with that strong foundation of of his knowledge and um so we're gonna we're gonna do what we can to make that happen we really hope we can get him and he, he sounds like a really great guy so excited about that and um yeah i think that's uh that's everything i had to talk about um obviously there's a lot that's going to shake out real soon with this whole kiln situation electrical situation and lease situation and uh yeah time will tell but hopefully uh in the next week or two we are in that space working on it and all is good and dandy and we've got another kiln on the way and um we're ready to open at the end of august and we're launching a kickstarter and uh i'm holding down my job and <laughs> everything else that's going on um so yeah that was a an absolute power update for you guys just came in i feel like i talked a million miles a minute and um I wanted to make sure I still got all the information to you guys. So uh, here it is. And as always, love and appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you in episode 17. Thanks, y'all. Mm-hmm.